This is Perspective, the show where an examination of our many differences often shows us how much we have in common. I'm Condes Presley, and the thought that we have in common on this Easter Sunday, staying healthy and caring for our loved ones in this era of the coronavirus. Our guest on the program today is the leader CEO of the Urban League of Greater Atlanta. She is Nancy Blake Johnson, who also this week was named to the governor's task force on community here in the era of the coronavirus. Nancy, thanks for making time to talk to us today. Thank you, Candice, for having me. I appreciate it. I would assume that it's all still very organizational, but what can you tell us about this new task force that the governor has established? The The name of the task force is uh, Community Outreach, and it is comprised, I believe, of 16 individuals from across the state representing uh, a very diverse sectors of our of our state. And so, you know, we have, you know, African Americans, Hispanic, we have Asians, we have rural, we have individuals that represent uh, the faith-based community and so forth. We're really covering what when you think of community, we've got it covered. And, and that part makes me feel very good at the outset of the launching of the committee. We are the fifth committee that has been created by Governor Kemp. The four original ones are economic impact, primary care, emergency preparedness, and homelessness and displacement. And uh, Mayor Keisha Lance Bottoms, our mayor, uh, chairs that committee. And um, Milton Little is on that committee. Uh, uh, Raphael Holloway, who runs the Gateway Center, um, you know, they, they've got a very robust committee as well. So, Nancy, do you think that the work to be done by your committee will happen now or will it be more so as we emerge from the shelter in place orders? No, uh, it is immediate. Um, we are, are really, I, I, my, from my personal perspective, um, we know already that people are hurting. You know, there we've got a 13% unemployment rate. We didn't hit 13% in the Great Recession. And it's happened so rapidly that the systems and the resources that have been um, passed by Congress, the infrastructure hasn't caught up with the commitments. So the dollars aren't flowing as they really need to. And you know, many people have lost their jobs. Uh, many people, um, you know, first of the month just passed. Rent, all of your bills are due at that time. So we are getting calls daily from individuals in need of various things. You know, they want to they want to know how can I get through to the unemployment uh, office? I've tried repeatedly. I get up early. I, I call all day, um, and and we've you know been on several calls where. We've heard directly from Commissioner uh, Mark Butler, and I feel for him, uh, you know, because he's he's been pretty candid in saying that the resources haven't come from from Washington, and uh, so and they ha- they have to stand up new systems to take care of the volume. And the good news is that not only uh, workers are entitled to unemployment. But now, uh, also, so, uh, sole proprietors, self-employed individuals, independent contractors are also eligible, which is really uh, a, a great thing. 
because there are a lot of people of color in this in this town. You know, the film industry are all self-employed, independent contractors. Um, you know, a lot of IT consultants here. A lot of um, you know self-employed beauties and beauty and barbers. You know, the cosmetology industry very heavy within the you know small uh, business owners. The other thing that is it, it's unfolding, and there you know whenever you do something new and it's big and it's large. You, you begin to then see the, the glitches. Uh, the small business loans have been rolling out. And just last Friday, the payroll protection program loan opened up and some banks shut it down within 24, 48 hours because of the volume of um, applications. And then when small businesses applied, they learned that a lot of the institutions had come up with their own guidelines saying, well, you have to be a, 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 have to have a relationship with the bank in order to qualify. And so people thought, well, I have a relationship with the bank. I have a checking account. I have a debit card. You know, I've been a longstanding bank customer. I have a relationship with the bank. But some banks that didn't define relationship that way. They defined it, oh, no, you have to have a, a line of credit. You have to have a credit card. You have to have uh, a loan with our institution. And so those are the kinds of barriers that um, even separate from the uh, Community Outreach Committee, Urban League, along with a coalition of uh, leaders that serve uh, black and brown communities, we meet every week as well because we're sharing information and we've got direct uh, on these calls, we have representatives from our congressional leaders uh, on these calls to funnel this information to them directly, because this is the time when, you know, the adjustments are being made, and we have to let uh, Washington know what's not working, and uh, there's a lot of things that aren't working right now. Nancy, it seems that no matter how you look at this, black and brown people are adversely affected by COVID-19, no matter how you look at it. From a health standpoint, um, also from an economic standpoint, and, you know, heaven to Betsy, but this thing is very emotional and spiritual. And so um, it's the, the, the good things, though, that I have seen and I'm thankful for, and I just want to encourage your listeners um, to, you know, the important thing is stay home, number one. Stay calm, number one. Stay home, number two. Um, take this time uh, to really just commune, be peaceful, do things with the family, but social distance. Do what people are asking us to do, because this is a lot deeper and more dangerous, I think, than any of us could ever have imagined. But guess what? The death tolls are real. The numbers are expanding exponentially. Uh, the good news, they are seeing some flattening in uh, New York and some of the hottest spots. But, um, you know, what we're being told uh, in our briefings, um, and what we're reading from the experts is that Atlanta's um, window of, you know, when the disease is expected to be at its peak hasn't hit yet and is expected, you know, according to 
you know, reports the governor has given uh, seems to be in, a, in the next couple of weeks. And I just found out that I, I just learned, you know, earlier this week, we all learned that the stay in, shelter in place order went to April 30th. I just found out it's now been extended again to May 13th. Had you heard that? Yes, we had reported the extension to May 13th. Yes, yes. So, you know, it's changing daily. Uh, so we just want people to be patient. Um, we know that you're, you're, it's tough to be inside, but there's too many things that we just don't know about this virus. But what we do know is that it, when it spreads, it spreads rapidly and it affects everyone differently. And it, it's, it's a bear to go through. There will be a lot of people that will survive it, but there will be a lot of people who don't. And, um, you know, when you think about it, African-Americans, it's well documented, uh, our health disparities. And there's tons of reasons why, you know, historical reasons, uh, uh, institutional racism reasons, um, you know, uh, lifestyle reasons, uh, all kinds of things. Uh, limited access to health care. You know, we need Medicaid expansion. Now, you know, I've learned from the Georgia Budget and Policy Institute that it's not that simple, that even if the state did expand Medicare, Medicaid, so that more people across the state, rural and urban communities had benefits, particularly in the rural communities, there's no systems in place to even handle the surge of people. You know, I don't know if you realize this, but there are counties in the state that don't have hospitals, that don't have OBGYNs, have very few primary care physicians. We have a very broken system. And it's, it's I, one of my prayers is that from this, that these things will, they're bubbling. They're going to bubble to the surface. I mean, if you, we knew these things, but we're going to know them like never before. And we're going to have to have the moral uh, a commitment and the uh, fight to say, this is enough. We must have change. And so that's, that's really what my prayer is right now. But right now, we want people to, to live and be safe. So, um, you know, uh, you know, support each other. If you know a neighbor's out of work and you've got some extras, help people out, you know, give them something of what you have. Uh, that's something I'm uh, going to do uh, this weekend. What happened to me, I ordered uh, groceries for the first time by delivery. And I thought, oh, and it worked so well. Two days later, I got delivered the same order <laughs> left on my front porch. I didn't order a second order of exactly everything. So I'm giving my food away to neighbors, you know, so they don't have to go out. Um, but just acts of kindness. And I also want people who are hurting that need things, call the Urban League, call United Way, call your um, church, call the faith-based community, call someone to express what your needs are because there are resources that are available. United Way and Community Foundation have raised 21 million. They've dispersed eight. More uh, dollars will be going. I just read, I was so happy to see that Hosea Helps, 
has been awarded a $450,000 grant by Fulton County. So thankful because the last time I spoke with Elizabeth, she was down to like 300 boxes of food. And so 450,000 will buy some food. And they're going to be able to uh, do the Hosea helps with the trucks and they're going to be out delivering meals to people who cannot get out uh, this Easter weekend. So that is indeed a wonderful blessing. I talked to Elizabeth just the other day. Oh, beautiful. Well, I hope they see. Here's the other thing that's causing this escalation uh, amongst our community. Elizabeth was and I were talking all of her people, their front public facing in delivering the food right? Driving the trucks. And so I just hope and pray that with those dollars, there will be enough supply of PPE equipment for the gloves and the masks so that those awesome workers who are putting their lives on the line can be protected. Um, That is a big, big other problem that we have in the nation. And um, I'm learning and I'm doing my best to get up to speed on where we are within the state because, you know, I mean, everybody's seen Governor Cuomo and uh, the governors in, in um, uh, California and Massachusetts. And, you know, thank God they are working together. And you've got some examples of, of governors who, who have assessed their situations. They know they've got extra supplies and they're not hoarding them. They're, giving them to their neighbor states. And that is the kind of coordination that would put us in the best position in fighting this virus that is not happening. You've got governors telling you they're competing against each other instead of working together. And that's that's really one of the saddest things that I can see that's not happening like it should. Our guest on Perspectives today is Nancy Flake Johnson. She's the CEO of the Urban League. She is also sitting on one of the committees established by Governor Kemp to deal with the COVID-19 pandemic. A couple of things that I wanted to be sure to ask you about today, Nancy, with everyone sheltered in place, staying at home, we've all received a couple of key pieces of mail. One, making sure that we participate in the census and Two, a note from the Secretary of State on how to request an absentee ballot for the primary, which has been pushed back another month and is now set for June. Clearly, the top of the ticket ballots or candidates are pretty well set, but there's a great deal of other down ballot races that need voter attention. And uh, actually, one near the top is is the Senate race. Uh, uh, Senator Johnny Isaacson uh, is, uh, you know, uh, has stepped down and uh, Kelly Loeffler uh, has been appointed by Governor, uh, D, uh, Governor Kemp, I'm sorry. And um, so that seat is open. That's a very uh, important uh, race. And uh, so I agree. I'm so thankful that you brought this up because here's the thing. Uh, Andrea Young at the ACLU she and her organization have been at the forefront to push and work with the uh, Secretary of State to push to mail out absentee ballot applications. So it's important people understand it is not the ballot, it is an application. So you have to take action with that paper. Now, what she told us uh, on our call uh, yesterday 
was that uh, it was supposed to be mailed in a postage-paid envelope. I spoke with just one person so far, but they said their envelope was not postage-paid. So you, um, you're going to either have to mail it through your postal carrier. Um, that would be the best way. But you can also, if you have a printer and scanner at home, uh, it is my understanding that you can print it, sign it, and email it um, into the Secretary of State's office to make your request. So this is, you know, it's just a lot of extra steps, changes in dates, multiple changes. People have, are preoccupied. But if there's ever a time that having a, an accurate full count is going to be important for our communities, it's going to be now. Because clearly coming out of this, we're going to need lots of resources to get back as close as we can to what you said, a new normal. And so for every person who isn't counted, we will lose somewhere in the $3,000 per person range for each of the next 10 years. So very quickly, that can, that can really amp up to hundreds of millions of dollars that won't go to schools, won't go to support uh, workers, it won't go to hospitals, and the infrastructure, all the things that make the quality of life better, that will lose those dollars. And, and those are dollars that can put more people to work, and we know people will need that for sure. And then the, the other thing I want to share, because I know a lot of people are, um, uh, they're, they're distrustful of the government and are afraid to complete a census form. Um, you know, so I want to share that by law, it is unlawful, illegal for any other entity of the federal government to have access to or to act upon any information reported through the census. And that means immigration is not to have access. The Internal Revenue Service cannot have access. Um, you know, uh, the criminal justice system uh, entities cannot have access. Um, you know, I know people are nervous. I, you know, I'm telling you this because this is the law. Of course, I, you know, we don't control what actually happens, but we have to believe in the system and that if someone, you know, breaks that law, then they have to account for that and people have to be uh, protected. So that's important. Uh, so between the vote and, um, uh, and, and the other important thing I do want to mention too, Andrea wanted us to be sure to remind people that people who are not registered to vote can still register up to 30 days before the primary election. The new date is June 9th, so May 9th is the date. And you can register, I believe you can register online. Um, wow, Candace, there's so much to this. Uh, the other thing that Urban League has realized, I mean, we've known it, but now that we ha we're forced to transition all of our work to a tele work platform, the first thing we did is we polled the 300 plus people that are enrolled in our various programming uh, to see what kind of connectivity they'd have. How can we communicate 
and continue to serve them. And um, it was heartbreaking how many people do not have high-speed internet at home and some do not have tablets or laptops or desktops. But the one saving grace is that everybody has a cell phone. And if nothing else, and most people have a smart cell phone, which means we can communicate with them by email, they can do Zoom calls, we can do conference calls, we can do direct one-on-ones. And we are keep helping people to keep moving their lives forward. And what, you know, how important is that? Giving them something they can focus on to keep moving their lives forward. We are doing, uh, we do our banking training program, 12, 18 to 24-year-old young women uh, finished the last two weeks of that course through Zoom. They were so engaged, happy, and we're going to do a virtual career fair for them to interview for jobs with Bank of America and Regions Bank next week. So, you know, times have changed, but we've got to keep things moving. And so I'm just proud of my team. I'm proud of our community. Um, but we've got some tough days ahead, so we got to be tight. we got to support each other. we got to love each other, Kansas. we got to love each other, girl. And Nancy, how can our Ooh. listeners stay connected with the Urban League and the work that you guys are doing to make sure that they know how to connect and get information about available benefits as we move forward and other opportunities? Okay, they can visit our website at www.ulgatl.org. And when you uh, visit the site, a coronavirus me- message will pop up. You can either click that or exit out of that and go to the coronavirus resources button and they can connect directly with our entire team. We have everybody's cell phone on the platform, everybody's email, and we are taking calls. And so, you know, we'll, we're, we're here to find out what you need. And if Urban League can help you with it, we will. And if not, we know the resources where you can get help. So that's, that's how to do it is go straight to that website, use your cell phone, just Google Urban League of Greater Atlanta, and uh, we'll, we'll be here to help. Nancy Flake Johnson, President and CEO of the Urban League of Greater Atlanta. Our microphone's always open to you if there is a message that we need to get out to the community. I thank you so much for your time. Thank you, and I look forward to staying uh, partnered up with you during this uh, tough time so we can keep our community informed. Absolutely. You You can depend on that. Stay safe, stay healthy, and most importantly, stay home. (laughs) Thank you. And that I will do. Thank you so much for what you do. Appreciate you. Appreciate you. Thank you again. Perspectives is a community and public affairs program crafted with you in mind. If there's a guest you'd like to hear interviewed or a perspective you think should be explored, let me know. If you're old school, just write me. 1601 West Peachtree Street, Northeast, Atlanta, Georgia, 30309. Or message me via social media. I'm Condos Presley on Facebook, Condo29 on Twitter and Instagram. Thanks for listening. Be sure to listen again next week at this very same time as we examine another perspective.